Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. Hey, welcome to the latest edition of First Aid Copites. It's February 29th. Pretty sure it's the first time we recorded on a February 29th. Um, given it's even though it's our fifth season. Uh, welcome, dear listeners, to the latest edition of the pod. I'm joined today, well, lots of people we plan to join, but it's just Daz and I. Uh, we're going to review quite a few things. The Reds just won their uh, 10th League Cup final, uh, which is a record and allows them to put two digits on the uh, champion's wall. Um, they also have reached the sixth round of the FA Cup, and they also, in the last week, beat Luton uh, by four goals to one, and are, have, have arrived at 60 points after, I think it's 26 games, uh, so 12 games to go. Uh, we'll go ahead away a, a little on the Forest game, uh, maybe towards Europe uh, against Sparta Prague before we're done. Schedule's really intense, as this week demonstrates. Um, we're going to take them out of order. I'm going to start with part one and talk about um, the League Cup triumph, um, Chelsea nil, Liverpool one. Um, the XG, according to Opta, was 2.28 for Chelsea, 1.78 for us. We'll explore a little bit of why it might have been the case. Um, and then part two, we'll look at the Luton and Southampton games together. And finally, we'll do some looking ahead um, uh, at our games. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Europe. Yes. Um, where do we begin? Let's start, start at, at, with Liverpool's um, team which uh, can by containing uh, a couple of youngsters. Um, uh, Bradley, you know, and obviously Elliot, I don't know if we count him as a youngster anymore, but he is still only 20. Um, the elderly, uh, Cueve Kelleher, who's now 25, uh, which I Elder statesman. <laughs> quite, quite appreciated, um, uh, managed to do something that apparently has only been done um, five times in the top five leagues, uh, and his is one of them, in the last seven seasons, and this is thanks to Andrew Beasley. Uh, he faced an XG of 2.9, which is a bit weird, I know, when we said that they had an XG of 2.28, uh, but I think the 2.9 is one of those counts where they've counted all those shots in the sequences, which, um, you know, each of them might have had a value of like 0.6, uh, adding up to something like 1.8, but it could only ever have been one because you can't score kind of two goals or 1.8 goals from the same sequence. Uh, anyway, so, sorry about the, the long-winded explanation. Uh, but anyway, in terms of uh, the recorded XG, uh, it was quite a performance, wasn't it, for someone who I think started off the season playing the odd game in the Europa League, played a game against Fulham. Didn't mm -hmm. always look um, didn't always look great. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I've, I, I'll hold my hand up as, as I often do when I've been a dickhead. And I think I've done, I did recently as well. He's he's been he's been immense. I know we're going to talk about it in in the Southampton game as well. But he's like it was that that save against Gallagher was like not only did he get his hand on it, like he properly stopped it. Yeah, because like sometimes you'll see goalkeepers will put an arm out like that and it'll it'll kind of just blow right through them. But he's he stood tall and he stood strong. He's he's just a he's. He's like the antithesis of of a Jordan Pickford. He he seems unflappable. Like everything he does is just with, like, it's just with poise and calm. Like, I'm not sure what his inner monologue looks like, but his external stuff is like he's just a he's just a pillar of calm. It's it's been great to see because he had a couple of dodgy performances for like early on in the 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 game against Leicester in the in the early rounds of the cup. Yep. And um, then uh, I forget which 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 Europa League team we faced, but he was. It was he, he could have he could have done better for a couple a couple of a couple of goals that he conceded, especially in the losses. So, but I'll tell you what, um, he stood up to be counted, because um, I was one of the people that was like, no, maybe we should have sold him when we had the chance for the fifteen million or whatever it was. Yeah, but backup goalkeepers that are good are are, are, are an absolute an absolute bonus, and and he's proven that he's he should stick around. I'm just not sure if he's how much longer Allison's going to be there and. He deserves to be playing first team football somewhere. Yeah, so so I think the fifty million's gone up on the basis of these couple of performances. Um, start with that. You know, I had some chat about, but you know, it, it, might he just be better off being like number two if he gets these games for us rather than going to play for like Sheffield United, for example, because that doesn't look like any fun at all, at all. So certainly, I, and if I wasn't clear, um, 
XG that he faced in, in, in this game is the most without conceding. Uh, I think a lot of people think the Newcastle goalkeeper had a, what did he have, faced a seven point something, but he conceded four goals. That's why he's not on this list. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I think, think the game kind of panning out to the wider game, uh, I felt it, it was weird. I, I watched this back and I, I felt like at the time we were in much more control than the highlights would suggest. But I do think there are two things that, that really got, got Chelsea going in the game um, and and hurt us quite a bit at the time. And we'll start with the first one, which was the Gravenberg uh, tackle uh, by Caicedo. Tackle, I say. Um, you know, I, th I, th I think we talked before we started recording. I think we both consider that to be worthy of a red card. I mean, what, what happened to endangering an opponent? Goodness gracious, the guy has to go off on a stretcher. Um, uh, anyway, wasn't even given as a foul. Wasn't even... No, no stoppage of play, nothing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought that sent Liverpool off. I thought they'd been in quite good shape. They'd kind of handled... I, I felt like... I think I might have said this at the time uh, to Sean who was watching the game with. Um, I really think that we need to get to half-time here now um, because I, I think we're a bit rattled. No, no one likes to see. I mean, this, what's the second player Liverpool had stretched it off in like a week um, after the Brentford game and Jota? No, that's not great mm -hmm. for the psyche. And it, and it kind of felt like it played out a little bit at the end of that first half. Well, I, I really feel for Gravenberg because I know that he's he's come under a lot of fire, um, taken a lot of stick for performances. And he's just, the guy had no preseason, almost no minutes. For, we've mentioned all these, all on sundry reasons that, why he's potentially not up to speed. It's a club team is difficult to get to, to get into a rhythm with as well. But he looked like in his as the previous like a couple of performances that he looked like he was there. He was he was he was finding his feet. And then to have this happen was it was, it was kind of cruel. And and you've got to feel for the players like I, I, like as you were saying, it's like like what the hell's going on here? Are we is, is, are we cursed? Because what we have at that point, we had eleven, and when now he's out, that's twelve yeah. first team players yeah. that are that have been out that are out injured. It's it's it, it does take a while. To, and 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 cup finals are, are are cagey affairs generally as well. They're usually not high scoring. Uh, it's a lot of parry and thrust because the stakes are so high. So the people are less likely to want to make mistakes. And so it's it's already a cagey affair. And just to, to have that go against you as well, you can you can imagine why that like that that kind of a, kind of knocked us back. It buffed us buffed us back a little bit. So, uh, I, I, from what I understand, is like the injury is not as bad as as we thought we first feared, but I'd be surprised. Yeah. So, so at this point, Klopp's being very cagey about all of the injuries, right? And we'll talk about the the uh, the miracle of the people running on the field looking like they were healthy as anything uh, before we're done. But uh, <laughs> he he he's basically said he's ruled out for the next two matches, one of which you've already played. So, so we'll see whether he's available or not. For the because ligaments sounds bad to me. I've, I've had ligament injury. It um, it's you know, in many ways. Uh, I'm told I've not had a break, but ligament damage is can be worse because it's a, it's hard to heal. Yeah, uh, like he is 21. You and I have a combined age of roughly the sun, so like it takes us a lot longer to heal than it will him. Like maybe a six pack and some ice on there, and he'll mm -hmm. he'll be back as right as rain. But I, I don't know the way the way he went off and the way he went down. I was like, oh, that yeah. might be a minute. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I was in my twenties when I did my ligaments, so I isn't quite uh, you know didn't do it last week walking around the neighborhood. So <laughs> it's not off. It's not off the table though. It will be in the cards. So what's up for the herbs? I, I thought we started to dominate dominate then when we came out for the second half. Like we kind of reset, um, kind of created some good chances. I know they had chances. Um, there was clearly, you know, we talked about Keller making some good saves, but um, I think RXG, apart from the sig segment between, I think it's the 65th minute, uh, 62nd minute, I'm sorry, and the 95th minute, 98th minute, um, then that was the only segment where Chelsea had a bigger XG. And where I'm getting to is, I think the explanation for that was um, the Virgil header being ruled out. Um and and I do I do want to touch on that and John Brooks with the CSI Stockley Park uh, Brigade who took forever to find something <laughs> wrong with it, um, um, but but I think that gave impetus then to Chelsea. They clearly, you know, had had already decided they were struggling to score right, uh, and then oh like we've been reprieved. We're we're back in this game, uh, and I thought that they were able to kind of harness that and give themselves more energy. Um, I'll, I'll come back to the the Virgil goal. 
one other thing that I'd observe about them is they don't appear to have a like a, a systematic way of creating chances. Therefore, they end up with a lot of chances from kind of broken plays. Um, it it's, it doesn't feel it 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 doesn't feel elite by any means. Uh, um, it feels like like chaotic, but not necessarily in a good way. They they have they have a, a myriad problem myriad of problems, and long may they continue. Honestly, but yeah, yeah it's a, that's an actual that's a very accurate synopsis of of the higgledy piggledy nature of the chances that they that they seem to create, and then they don't score much, really, do yeah. they? They don't, they don't like Conor Gallagher. Both of those opportunities that he had, he should have put away. And that's honestly Chelsea. Chelsea are, are none of our business. But it was it was disheartening because as soon as that that goal was chalked, I was like, "This is going to give them a fucking boost." Yeah. Because like, and it, and it did, and I think that the numbers bear like you were you were mentioning the numbers bear that out. They they kind of puffed out their chest a little bit more and went for it. And then from what I understand is Pochettino came out and said, "Yeah, we were playing for penalties and yeah. extra time." Some of our guys were dead on their feet at that point. I've heard people talk about the his comments, um, but apparently what he said was that the players felt like they were kind of playing for penalties, um, which which sort of feels like a, a subtle way of shifting the blame from himself. Yeah, because we were uh, look, I, I, it's been said in many other places, but that 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 rendition, that what five and a half minute rendition of Ale Ale Ale, yeah. really feels like it was the difference between between us winning and them losing that's uh, like we just we we like we were quicker on the break we were we were hungrier we created more chances and i think on the balance of play i think what the the it was deserved the the, the result was, was deserved because goals change games and i think people that that, that fail to recognize that kind of anger me like your yeah. mindset changes completely if if they go one nil down then they have to start to chase, which means gaps will start to open up. Which means that if they if maybe they they score, maybe they don't, but it's it's going to be a more stretched game because they're going to have to come at us. Yeah. And it was kind of at a pivotal point there as well because at, at that point, I really think that Chelsea probably would have just laid down. I I, I think you're right. I don't think they're uh, a very good team. Um, when I think adversity is not something they're built to take account of, right? I mean, they just not played enough football together, uh, and I know a lot was made of of how young they were. Um, and and you know, but but the truth is, you know, it, they've created their own problem, right? Because they're not they're not academy players; they've got a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. But it's not they've got a lot of learned. We talked about this before. They've not got a lot of learned experience with each other about like, oh, you know, when 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 we go a goal down, which will inevitably happen in football. Here's what we how how we respond. It doesn't feel like they necessarily have a um some some a go-to kind of way of of dealing with that uh, they don't and the fact that 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 chillwell who's by all accounts a bit of a head case is is your uh is is your captain that, that speaks volumes as to uh, as to what pochettino is working with I, I might be because of his his, his seniority because he's been there longer than anyone else which i can understand but he's he's a bit of a head case as testament to the fact that he grabs an 18 year old or 17 how old is Connor bradley 20 he's 20 oh. yeah yeah, I was thinking of him as younger than that, but yeah. grabbing you're grabbing a, a much younger man. But it's like, well, how, actually, how old is Chilwell? He's not really that old either, is he? Uh, I think he's mid twenties. Is he? Uh, yeah. I mean, some of these ages are deceptive, right? Because because it's uh, Bradley's younger, uh, older than Elliot. Um, but you know, in terms of experience, no one no one's thinking. You know, Harvey Elliot is just just starting out on a you know a, a long career. He's like played a hundred plus games for us. Well, I know there's that that whole debate about oh the actual average age of this of the Chelsea players was younger than that of the Liverpool players. I'm like, yeah, but look who we had to bring on. Like yeah. these are academy, like they're academy kids. Mm -hmm. Like you're still bringing on even the the, the age wise. These these are blood full blooded professionals, mm -hmm. and some of them internationals. So, uh, and I think that's 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 kind of what what Klopp was buzzing off the most. And I know that the, the rep talked about how this is probably one of the best cup finals that in his in his in his reign. And that's yeah. saying something because he won a he won a Champions League, and he's he's won FA Cups and he's and he's won League Cups before. But I think it was the nature of how this happened, and 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 the cherry on the the the, the, the cherry on top was was the fact that Verge, in, as a captain, did like they gave him the Man of the Match award, which he which was richly deserved. But the fact that he said like jump on my back, boys, so I, I got you, and he carried him across the line. It was just like there were so many like little small stories and, and narratives. Like the endo, the endo save after that that Gallagher chance in the first half, 
when he just get like he gets he just throws himself in the way of the rebound and, and manages to stop it from going in. And there's so many like little tiny great little narratives and threads that that just weave this this rich tapestry for a for a final. And then there's the photographs of all the academy kids like Trent on the outside. Like it was and they look at the size of the, the group too. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere I think that Klopp has given 54 Academy players in the course of his in the course of his reign. It's something like six a year. He gives that he's given Academy kids like uh, first first te- first team opportunities, which is amazing. It's incredible. It uh, I think it's fair to say that some of these Academy kids though are not quite like some of those others. Um like I Bobby Clark uh, um, and McConnell in particular, um, we, we kind of pulled out those stats. Like Clark had twenty four pressures in what in the forty minutes he was on the field, mm-hmm. uh, and the most in the game was McAllister with thirty five. Um, so he obviously was kind of equally intense when he came on, and, and, and when McAllister went off, um, McConnell in the forty minutes he was on had uh, the most touches. 47 in that uh, 40 minutes. So it's not like these were, these kids came on and they were kind of being carried by everybody else. No. They were really doing um, their own stuff. Do you want to circle back to a couple of things? One is just some comments about the disallowed goal. Um, uh, You mentioned before we started um, talking uh, on the pod about Dale Johnson of ESPN, who interestingly seems to be cited by everybody um, because if you don't know, Manchester United scored a goal last night in the FA Cup where Varane was an offside position and blocked off one of the runners. And the explanation offered by Dale Johnson, who appears to be best friends with people at Stockley Park, was that um, the runner in Liverpool's case, which was Colwell, was blocked by Endo. Uh, and he he could have caught up to Virgil, um, whereas the person blocked by Varane was, was not going to get to the to Casemiro who scored the goal in the end. And it just felt like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> bullshit, basically. <laughs> like, well, that's, like, that's about, that's what, what angers me is like how haughty he is about mm-hmm. that these are just the rules. And like, well, you can also pay lips, like at least pay, pay lip service to the fact that the, there's a subject, there's a subjectivity as a, that, yeah. that, that, that creeps into it as, as used as justification for, for making or not making that, that the rule are applicable like uh, so i saw someone this isn't this wasn't me but someone like underneath it said oh so at stockley park has minority report type technology do they they can predict right. they can look into the future as to where that person was going to end up yeah it's it's ridiculous and it's you're hiding behind these these thin rationalizations that basically come down to i just i'm just going to give it yeah yeah or well, i'm not going to give it whichever way is the case and again like well, why are you letting Greater Manchester Area referees re- referee Manchester United games? It's and it's. I think what what made it worse is it's Kavanaugh. Kevin it was Kavanaugh in both cases. Yeah, as the referee. So so the it's worth saying. Uh, we I think I already mentioned this. John Brooks, who uh, Paul Tompkins of Tompkins Times, has singled out. Well, he's because he's, he's he's in the group. He's, he's, in the he's elite like group. three people <laughs> who uh, would appear to consistently give. Kind of decisions in an in, you know in a way that's statistically a bit weird uh, against Liverpool. Brooks, Coote, and Tierney are in that in that list. It's um, not to say any of the others agree with us, but they are. And 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 the the minutes they took, I think, as I said earlier, to uh, to find a way to disallow the goal was just a bit weird. Someone someone did say, and I, I don't know, we're not being into conspiracy theories. It's like, you know, would it shock you to discover that you know some some gambling. <laughs> Um, kind of fix was in. Um, well, we weren't going to allow any goals in the first half, or in the first in 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 regular time. Ah, yeah, yeah. don't want to speculate, but but that 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 would be um, you know, that would explain how you disallow a goal that you know for for something that almost no other team gets a gets a disallowed goal for them against. Um, well, Klopp name checked him afterwards. And he, I think he said. He wasn't just bad for us. He was just he was. It wasn't the right. The occasion was too too big for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I presume that's about the uh, that's about some of the tackling, right? Yes. That he allowed, they allowed Chelsea to get away with. I thought Sean Rogers' uh, uh, analogy was was perfect. I don't know if you heard that, where he said it was like uh, in the first 
kind of part of the game people are doing 50 in a you know in a in a 25 um miles an hour so, speed mm -hmm. zone and they're like well you know it's early in the morning you know go get your coffee and, and we'll let you off and by the time he got to the end of the game people are doing 27 in a 25 and he's given them a ticket yeah because yeah. it, it was very inconsistent with the yellow cards because what uh, joe gomez got one for time wasting didn't he we had five cards in the end yeah yeah, yeah. including the one for bradley which presumably yeah getting grabbed by the face is a yellow yeah. card like he got yeah. pulled down yeah yeah there's no movement uh of, of, of bradley towards him um uh, it's all about chillwell yeah 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 uh, and as usual not a great ref a couple other things then um uh i mean I, <laughs> it felt super exciting when virgil did actually end it before we had to go to penalties um there was quite a lot of noise in the in the pub where I was watching. Unfortunately, Sean had had to leave at the end, uh, halfway through extra time. Um, so I know he listened to this back. That that uh, kind of felt great uh, to, to to miss the uh, the excitement at the end. Um, then there were the celebrations, and then the rumor came out that Sebastian had, had an argument with the medical team because he wants to play. Uh, and Darwin Nunez looked, I don't know, looked like he was ready for a 400-meter hurdles. Uh, I don't know, rather than... Uh, sitting on the sidelines it was like a wwe event it was like hell in the cell he was just launching people left and right curtis almost got re-injured against the railing yep. he, got, he pushed mo out of the way not to be seen again yep no uh, he, then he's vaulting he's vaulting fences like a grand national horse um suggests from the you know non-medical person that they might be ready for games we think are more important i thought it was really interesting that he, he like who he took off um like before um, the end of the, the first 90, like you took off McAllister, right? Gakpo says to me, this was never our priority. It's a bonus that we won it. Um, makes me think we'll have a few people available maybe on Saturday that we might not otherwise. I know. Well, I was, I was surprised to see Luis Diaz on the bench at all mm -hmm. after, after the effort that he put in. Great. Um, the fact that none of the guy, none of the the bigger bigger names were on the team sheet for Southampton suggests to me that he gave even less less of a fuck about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think he was prepared, and we can talk about this in, in the next part. But I think he was definitely prepared there to take a big risk. But I think it was, he, he, you know, he took a risk in, in the final. It's like um, I we we tried to win it in normal time. Refs not refs not having any <laughs> having us win this. Well, you know, might as well give the kids some experience. Uh, and uh, hey, didn't turn out too bad in the end. It worked against. It worked against Arsenal. Yeah, it, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think, um, you know, to your point about giving academy players a chance, I do feel some of these lads are at a higher level than perhaps we've necessarily had in the past. Well, it's there was look. The, one of my favorite parts of the game was where McConnell picked up the ball, like so. The fact that Verge is like, look, these are these are kids. It's it's a tight affair. I'm just gonna hit a long diag into the corner and see if we can get something out of it. No, he looked up. He saw he saw James McConnell right there. Gives it to him. He's between two players. He drops his shoulder. He turns between those two players. Runs almost the entire length of the pitch, and I think he takes a dip at the end of it. I think he try. I think he takes a shot. I was like, if that goes in, I was streaking because that was unbelievable. Right, right. And it was, and it's like just. The balls on the kid, like yeah. the fact that, that they have this amount of self-confidence, A, speaks volumes about their character, but also about the amount of trust and belief that the higher-ups and the, the senior teammates are giving these guys or affording them. It's, it's... I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, I is there any more to say about this game uh, other than that's 10 League Cups, which is really, really... Um, Nice, I think. I love the video of them changing them on the numerous places around. There's the state at the stadium, then yeah. then inside the inside AXA, and then and then uh, one at the 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 head office too. Yeah, yeah, no, it was 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 awesome. Um, I I one of the consequences, by the way, of playing all of these young lads is they probably could have won the FA Youth Cup, uh, mm -hmm. but they got knocked out tonight by Leeds, and was, and on like all of these players <laughs> potentially would have been in that team. Um, it, to 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 play in that in that game. Well, one thing I wanted to say is like it's interesting how 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 I, in the space of a year our mentality around 
yeah. the way that we utilize our players as a, as a fan base that like almost to a fault is like like how how concerned we are because of yeah. what happened in the pandemic here and then and then last year as well it's like yeah you can go again you can go again you can go again and i were like no no manage those minutes manage those minutes manage those minutes and i think it's a testament to to, to Klopp's ability to to change too because I'm, i know that he rode quite a few of his players into the red zone in 18 19 and 19 and 20 yeah, and and then you saw the downside of that in the pandemic year, and and then last year as well. Just like we had, we had nothing left in the tank, and it really it really hammers that, uh, like confidence and self belief amongst amongst the team because you could just like like anything any type of adversity last year we crumbled. Now we're just like throwing these like 90, 18, 19, 20 year old. Look, that I know that we we shouldn't call them kids. Like they're considered adults at that point, but. Yeah, but that, that's that amount of experience. I think that's what galled me the most about that that that, that shot about the average age. It's like it's it's they, they in terms of experience they are still childlike. Yeah. Like, so like that's I think that's what and and, and I, I think I think people that are that have any type of of introspection like that's that's generally what they look at. But they're try, they're trying to they're trying to pass through these things to try and to try to diminish the the, the accomplishments of the of of some of these academy players and it's it's so it's just disingenuous and, and it, it angers me i absolutely agree um ugh, yeah well we can get into all sorts of narratives uh, uh probably uh we've talked about i've talked about these people before but um guardian football weekly was playing down liverpool's accomplishments and talking about average ages uh and today they did an updated episode where max russian was like you know what we should have given Liverpool's young players more credit because they got very the, the experience levels are so low, and the curmudgeon Glenn Denning is is still kind of going. Oh, well, I'm not a Liverpool supporter. I don't need to give them credit. Um, it's like really, you're not a Liverpool supporter. I'd never really noticed that in anything else you'd ever said before. Um, yeah. <laughs> you lost it so well, so yeah, yeah, mm, not. Uh, final thing, actually, um, talking about managing minutes, I, I did not appreciate that Gomez is third. In minutes played this year, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we had a bit of a sort of side chat about him as well, right? And like just how great it's been to have him around. And uh, I guess there's some debate about whether he's quite as pacey as he was when he was young, given all those injuries. But he certainly, he, he, I think he's done enough to to make up for any lack of pace in 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 this season and some of the games he's played. He played the six yesterday, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. So would say not pretty well, but uh... took, well, I'd say it took him the first 35, 40 minutes to kind of get into it. But then once once he found his feet and he like I'm sure Klopp pulled him apart aside at, at, at half time and said, like, look, this is what I'd like you to start doing in this role. And yeah, if nothing else, he's just he's just like one of those quiet yeoman type warriors that just wherever you plop him in, you'll get it, you'll get like a six and a half, seven, seven out of ten job done for you every time. But not in the final third. Mm. Yes, and that to that point, like all you bad wolves, stop. Just, yeah. just stop with a like shoot shout. Yeah, it's pretty soon you're going to get launched out of the stadium. <laughs> right, right. I found myself yesterday when someone shouted "shoot" or when he had the ball, shouting "don't shoot," and he did, and it went like I don't know. They can't. They panned over to the boys on the bench, and they were to a, someone must have said something because they're all they're all cackling. Yeah. Um, I think the, that shot ended up in the uh, the new top tier of the uh, Annie Road. Um, anyway, let's end one part one there, and we'll do a quick uh, uh, go through of the Luton game and the Southampton games, which I think we've kind of already touched on, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little more on those. Hey, welcome back to part two of First Day Copites. Uh, we'll talk first about the Luton game, which seems a long time ago now, but it's actually the last league game we played, uh, 4-1. Great performance in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, lovely goals in this. Uh, I think Virgil's header really sparked uh, quite a quite a great second half comeback performance. Um, but let's, let's start with um, XG in this one. It was 3.32 to uh, 0.92 and I think you said Daz that most of Luton's XG was in that first half 
Yeah. Um, but we, we had chances even before they scored. Um, and I think Klopp said some interesting things, which was that he actually was quite pleased with the performance, but he thought they were way too hurried in the, in the last third when it came to the last pass and the last shot. Well, there was the two by Luis Diaz, it wasn't there, when he was away and you kind of, he zigged and shit his egg and he hits him in the heel and allows everyone to come back. And then there was the one that they hit with his left foot that that, he sh that should have gone in. Like that, as, a, as even even if it's your off foot, that distance, where he was, he's got to hit the target at least and he didn't. And then there was the Harvey Elliott one as well. It was a, look, I, I think the first half, I think I said this in our, in our group thread, I was like, I couldn't corral my chimps. They were all over the gaff. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to cost us. This is one of those bloody games where we, we have 2.6 million shots on goal and they beat us 1-0. And it's and that it's kind of how it played out in those first probably 35, 40 minutes. And I, I just I, I I I almost couldn't recover. I was like, I was I was in I was in bits running around the house yelling. My wife had to come downstairs and ask me what the hell was going on. <laughs> Well, I think we had said uh, last week, actually, um, one of us said, maybe it was me, um, that I felt, um, sorry, two weeks ago, that, that actually I felt like Chelsea were less of a problem than Luton, given how they they played, although most of that had, had been kind of them playing at home and mm. giving teams, teams a hard time. Um, I, th I thought we actually, in the end, managed them remarkably well once we had kind of figured out that weird man-marking thing they do. Um, we we kind of figured out how to create spaces and figured out how to shut down their kind of production, particularly from the left side. I think mm -hmm. Doherty, the, the the fullback, creates a lot of their chances. I think they, I think they cheated because I I remember seeing who's the big the big poofy head character is it Hannibal? Yeah, the guy played the guy played for United. Played for United, yeah. And they, yeah. He, I remember him coming out and kicking everybody on the park three times mm -hmm. in the first five minutes that he got. Um, but it, I remember. Yeah. He did nothing except just roam free. Like he, he seemed to have been given license and carte blanche just, mm -hmm. just to just to get into space. Like I saw him very doing very little defensive work. And once they fig once we figured out, because he was he was the one that was lively and buzzing in the first half down that left hand channel between like a eighteen yard box and, and and the and the line. And he was he got in a couple of times and he was like, he proved himself to be a bit dangerous. And like, is no one going to pick this guy up? And I think they just kept shuffling him off and shuffling him off. But he was doing little else other than just finding space. And I think once they once we figured that out and and we adjusted, they they pulled him off like halfway through the second half, I think, because yeah. he was he wasn't providing any he wasn't providing any support for them. And yeah. at that point, we were like we had our tails up and we were flying. Yeah. Well, I I, I think I read that this was one of Barkley's worst games for for them in terms of his impact. Um, that we again sort of figured out how to manage him. Mm -hmm. um, not for the first time playing against us. Um, yeah, so so first half, um, they score in the 11th minute. I think that rocks us back on our heels quite a bit um, because it, this, <laughs> the clock compared this what to the Barcelona game, which, which uh, you know, at one level seems like just mad. But, but, all, yeah. but another level, which is you know, if you're only going to think about the players who are missing, that's going to hurt your performance. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened in the second half was they thought about the players who were there and their capabilities. And yeah, we we had uh, in the end, Diaz scored, uh, right? Gakpo scored, uh, which uh, you know I think is uh, never never a bad thing. Um, yeah, the whole the entire the entire front three scored, which yeah. is always lovely to see. Yeah, um, yeah. In fact, uh, Jaden Dan's almost scored the that, that one, but Elliot got there slightly ahead of him, right? Ahead of him, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, kind of previewing what might happen a week later. Um, Klopp was very upset, uh, having said this was, you know, this team's Barcelona. He's very upset with uh, certain fans in the main stand who were, I guess, getting very edgy and moaning and doing main stand kind of things. Um, he, he did not look angry at the end. He looked... Uh, well, the fist pump suggested that was about as happy as he could get, and and then we had the weekend with the with the Chelsea game, which I think was more of the same. Well, uh, again, it's one of those. It's a game that we've. I, I, I forget what the statistic was now, but it's like we've rescued a, a remarkable number of points. It's like twenty five from twenty seven or twenty six from twenty eight points from losing positions. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah. It's it's incredible. It's like it's. 
and I think you've got in the in the you suggested in there that that them scoring like was it uh, uh, Rob Edwards said like we made them angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see me angry. It's kind of like the Red Hulk. Right. right. Well, so it, it was interesting, right? Cause several people I, I saw uh, had sort of referenced that apparently Arteta, I think we've talked about this before, made a comment that playing Liverpool at times can be like you're in a washing machine because um, they keep kind of cycling around. And that second half, they could not get the ball out. And Liverpool would do everything to, to keep like cycling around. Um, they weren't getting the benefits of like goal kicks to to kind of calm it down. The crowd was feral too. I can, I felt the hair going over the back of my neck sitting at home listening to them. Yeah, it, it does make you, well, I mean, there's, there's lots in play here, right? There's there's Klopp, how many games has he got left? There's the 60,000 now, uh, as opposed to, you know, whatever the 55,000 less that we used to have. That intensity was impressive. And, and, and I think, you know, Edwards talked about, you know, don't make them mad or don't make them angry. Uh, he described the whole experiences as this is, this is I'm able to show my players now what elite looks like um, with this team, the way they play, the pressing, their intensity and the crowd. Well, I think that's what Pep, Pep is. I think we mentioned this in our group mm -hmm. thread. Like, it's interesting that he, that he went to Luton and batted them 6-2 with like a really, really strong team. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder if like what Edwards had had said had had something to something to do with his decision making in terms of who he wanted to play. Because Pep, Pep, when you remember, like he took he, he took a pretty strong eleven, started with a pretty strong eleven against Luton, and after like after Edwards had been glowing in, in his praise of 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 Klopp and the Reds. I wonder what. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to go and look at what he said um, <laughs> about. Uh... Guardiola's Manchester City. I didn't see Guardiola's interview after the Bournemouth game, and it, it it honestly looked a bit unhinged. It was one of those where I think he was trying to be funny, but he's really not very good at being funny. Um, and he learned a second language. He called them. He called. He called the team. The, the guy asked him what what he thought of the performance. It was like you know, actually first class. This is a game I think they struggled to to like to to like they could have easily dropped points at Bournemouth. And then he described his players as Superman, uh, and well, I, I I'm thinking maybe he'd been consuming a bit too much Liverpool news, <laughs> pissed him off, which it has a habit of doing. It does. Like it's, uh, yeah. he seems to have in these like unhinged unhinged moments. Specifically, mm -hmm. there's that where you, like he holds up his fingers like the two times he was You're unhinged. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yes. Let's hope we're going to see more of that unhingedness at Anfield uh, later this season. Uh, well, yeah, but I was that that. I'll tell you what the crowd was 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 immense. It was like they 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 literally sucked four goals into that into that net. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it, it was relentless though. That second half, if 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 they'd have said you know I, I I felt like I couldn't breathe. Nobody nobody said that, but I guess they did interview everybody. It would have like we could see that. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I I love that, mm. and it's it's like it was a it was a great great redemption arc too because I remember watching Luis Luis Diaz, and he, he it, it did his head in those two misses did his head in. He was trying too hard. He was forcing everything. Harvey didn't have a tremendous first half either. In the second half, like I think they gave they gave Harvey man of the match. Yeah, squad mob did. And Diaz got his goal. Gakpo got his goal. And it, it's so it's just like I, I just like it's I love to see players that could, can pull themselves out of it because too many times in the past like you'd have to substitute those players because they, they just lost their heads. Yeah, these guys just kept plugging and plugging and plugging and and, and they got it right. Well, I think you, you summarized it well in terms of like they figured out how Luton was set up and the spaces that had been in the first half they closed down and then they created their own spaces. They created width. Um, yeah. where, which they didn't really have in the first half, I didn't think. Um, felt, felt a bit four four two in the first half, uh, whereas the, the there was lots of getting on the outside with Bradley and uh, I guess ultimately Robertson, although he created his the two things from uh, from the centre of the park, but it felt felt like there was much more about the performance with um, when those two were, were finding that space. Um, good win, three more points as I say, took tickets to sixty. 
even though, again, you kind of read about what's going on with the title race and um, it, it appears we're like the third team in this race. Uh, we're, we're still ahead of City and Arsenal. Um, and uh, you know, I think provided we can get some players on the field in the remaining games, and that I think is probably going to be one of the big things. Um, I think we're in with a shout here. Um, uh, let's divert into the FA Cup, which... Uh, I, I said to, I keep saying I say this to every but every game that isn't a league match like this is the least important game we've got left <laughs> and I said this to somebody yesterday and they're like really FA Cup yeah yeah, yeah. And, no. and I I think the fact that none of the um the the, the miracles from the weekend who would you know run onto the pitch at speed uh, to celebrate the win were were even on the bench for this game tells you where it rated in uh, in in the team's thinking. Um, they, they, as you said earlier, they played Gomez at a six. Uh, they had started with Clark and McConnell. I think that's the first time they've both started together uh, and relied quite a bit in the first 15, first 20 on uh, Cueve Keller making some really good saves. Uh, looked like we we rather like the Luton game and maybe even worse than the Luton game, really trying to figure out you know our formation and where the gaps were. Uh, and I felt like once they'd figured out where some of those things were, um, it was a much more solid performance. Well, I think if, if if you dial back the season, and we said this really early on, is like once they start to get those, the chemistry going between the different combinations, specifically in the midfield, yeah. you'd probably see. And they're, they're doing it in game now. It's not. It's it's not. I don't think they realize that they don't have the the luxury of doing it game game by game. It has to be done in game. So there's, you can point to quite a few games in the first fifteen minutes where you're like, Jesus, this doesn't look like us at all. And like mm -hmm. to your point, like that we just need a half time here and Klopp will sort it out. And it's and you're seeing it like they're they're, they're doing it quicker and quicker. But okay. a Joe Gomez, you they can be forgiven for like for for, for gaps appearing and, and people not knowing necessarily what they what they were supposed to be doing. I know McConnell and 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 Clark have played played together, but Joe Gomez is playing in a position that he's never played before with two two academy kids. Um, fortunately, we we had. Uh, all of our all of our, uh, our defenders. <laughs> now I'm looking at Connor Bradley as like with his what five games as being like a, 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 a being a, a, a like one of our, <laughs> like being a full a full full first team player. Um, but I, I I think it helped that we had a, a strong defense. Like Simakas has played played matches. Virgil was there. Quanz has proven that he's he's an able de able deputy for for Canate, and and then Connor Bradley's been great. So. It, it, they, I, I remember thinking the first fifteen minutes in this game was like they're getting through us quite easily here. Yeah, and a couple of times we made we made it we just made it tough for ourselves with like choosing bad passes or staying on the ball for too long, which again you can be forgiven. Like look at you, Joe Gomez doesn't play with a lot of a lot of football with his back back to the other goal. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it's again Keeve coming through big, like a couple of couple of big saves. And because that could quite easily be two 0 down in the first in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. First 15 minutes. And, and and to be fair, um, Southampton um, made a lot of their own changes. Because yeah, they're, yeah, they they're not in a very good run. I think they've lost three of the last four. Um, they left the Millwall at the bottom of the bottom yeah. of the log. Yeah. Well, they've slot they've fallen out of the automatic places. I think uh, in this yeah. in this run, um, it, it was pretty close in terms of xG. It was one point eight nine versus one point seven one. Uh, I think uh, I, I didn't look at the chart, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that 1.71 came in the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there's some 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 great stories here, which could easily have not happened had had we gone down. Probably had to bring Diaz off the bench and McAllister earlier to mm -hmm. uh, to kind of bring it back. Fortunately, we did. Fortunately, we didn't. Um, thought um, Kumas was. Um, did okay, you know. He, he obviously has not played a lot of football. I mean, has he played any football uh, with with some of these other lads? I don't recall him. Has he appeared in any of the games before now? No, I think maybe a preseason match, but yeah. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but Dan's looks like he's been um, at least at this point being sort of like set apart as. Here's a guy we can bring on in games uh, towards the end. Later on, yeah. Make a difference, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I think he'd have started Dan's if he wasn't, you know, if it wasn't looking ahead, <laughs> he, he might have started him. 
Um, but his Dan's finish in particular for the second goal was very composed. Because Cody Cody Gekpo had almost an identical chance, and he like he yeah. he, uh-huh. he put it into the goalkeeper's legs, didn't he? Because I remember McManaman saying on the on the comms that like he just needs to lift it there, and that's exactly what Dan's did. Yeah, it's like yeah. just got it off the floor over the on Russian keeper. It was a very cultured finish. Was it? And, and I think just to dwell on it a little, the astonishing thing is, right? It's not like he's had a ton of chances in big matches with sixty thousand people uh, no. to be like, you know, oh, I'm used to this. Great to get some like back at the weekend and for the city game, but uh, if Gravenberg is not available and Curtis is not available, uh, I think it, 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 they're good players to be able to bring in. So let's let's leave the the, the look back there and then uh, talk a little bit in, in part three about. Uh, about Forest and what their particular challenges are. Talk about maybe some predictions, what we think the team will be. Maybe we'll talk about Europe and maybe, you know, we'll talk about whatever else is uh, is top of mind. Uh, but we'll end part two there. Welcome back to part Three first day copites. Uh, we are going to play Forest at the weekend. It's a three p.m. kickoff in the UK, which means it will be shown. Uh, I guess legally uh, on it uh, there, it will be available here. Obviously, uh, probably on Peacock, but who knows? Um, on paper, another one of those away games that could be really challenging. I think we also have to look though that uh, you know what what Forest's recent record is pretty awful. I don't think they've won in twenty twenty four, but they have apparently scored a goal in all of the league games um, under uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. So um, it's going to be a different game than a lot of Forest games, I think, because they'll allow us the ball. I mean, they they're going to sit deep and hope to hit us on the counter, and they've got. Lango, who's fast, a Wanyi, who uh, seems a pretty reliable goal scorer, and um, and they're probably based on recent evidence played Divokarigi as well, uh, who apparently had quite a reasonable game for them against Manchester United in the FA Cup in the midweek. Um, thoughts about Forest? Well, you already started to talk about thinking that this could be a really difficult game. I I, I guess it's I, I have last year. In my head, at that there, we weren't we were not the same team. Um, I believe Joe Gomez played in the centre of defence for that game too. Yeah, and there was a bit of a horror show for him. But again, we're 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 a different team. It's just I, I think I'm just I'm naturally I'm naturally pessimistic now, just because I've been a Liverpool fan for long enough to know that like these banker games that we should actually sweep teams aside are the ones that we the ones that we seem to struggle with, it's like we're like the Robin Hoods of, of the Premier League, rub from the rich and give to the poor. Which is give them a play in Nottingham. Yeah, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Just just naturally gifted, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's going to come down to personnel. I really, really hope that like some of the, like Dominic Savoslai's, if he doesn't start, he's on the bench and he gets 45 um, if Luis, uh, if um, Darwin Nunez has is, is, is got anything to him, he gets the first 45. And then, because my assumption is now that Dan's is probably going to be a, a, a somewhat regular regular fixture for us. Like in, t- in terms of exactly what you're talking about, yeah. 70, 70 or 75th minute, bring him on, just let him just run at tired defences. Um, I'd, I'd I'd like to think that McAllister's going to be back because he did a little bit of cameo at the end there, just like a little bit of training work. I would assume that Endo's probably going to be ready to go again as well. From what I understand, he wasn't. There was a precautionary boot after the after the final. Yeah. Um, and we'll have we'll have our starting our starting uh, defensive pairing. I'd assume that Robertson will probably play this and. Even if, even if it's, uh, I'm wondering if like if if he's going to try and manage Joe Gomez's minutes, but Connor Bradley's played a lot too. Um, it's so I'm I'm not worried about the defensive aspect of it. There's at least we'll be solid, and I think that the the midfield the midfield was will have played enough minutes together at this point that that they'll that they'll be tidy as well. It's just I'm I'm interested to know who who's going to play up top because Harvey Elliott. Man, that kid has put in some work. Yeah. I mean, based on this week, 
given there's less than 72 hours between those games, it would be surprising to me if he's going to pick Gomez and Elliot. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Elliot's minutes are not, is Elliot not in the top 10 of minutes? So it's possible um, that, that he could pick him. And there was another one who I think uh, if he can come back, that'd be great. Because again, he's not played. Uh, he's not even in the top 10 either of in terms of number of minutes. Yeah, it's it, we really are fortunate that the the academy kids have have, have stepped up as, as as well as they have. That you yeah. it allows Klopp the it affords him the luxury of being confident enough that that he knows at least these guys will 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 do a stopgap job for him or soak up some of the minutes that he doesn't want to give to his starters and and and, and they'll, they'll 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 give him a, they'll put a performance in for him. So, um, look, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the game. I think it'll probably be another one of those first fifteen where they throw the kitchen sink at us to try and to try and score, and then I think we'll just grind them down over time. Yeah, because they 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 they've they've also they, they played on when they played yesterday too, and I don't think that they're in the business of 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 playing two games a week. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they respond. Mm-hmm. The, the the professionals look, but again, that's it's it it does have it does have a different a different effect. And if you're used to it and it's part of your rhythm, then it's a lot different than like playing a really grueling game on a Wednesday and then somewhat early on a Saturday afternoon, you're, you're back at it. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, what they played this year. Uh, it turns out I wasn't quite right in saying they haven't won. Apparently they beat uh, West Ham. You know, yeah. Yeah, 2-0 on the, in, in mid-February. Um, but interestingly, that came after like they didn't have a midweek game. Um, but they have had quite a few midweek games this year because they've been in the FA Cup. And I'm looking at this, and it looks like um, when they've played uh, like three days after those FA Cup matches, they appear to have lost all of those. Well, let's hope that that's a trend. Yeah. And yeah. it follows. Yeah, and which would fit with what you said, right? They're not a team used to playing every three, four days. Um, this time, the, the, you know, the, the, the turnaround is what three days uh yeah. which is, is is less even than some of the other games i'm looking at here yeah yeah interesting um i i in fact based on what i'm looking at here it's like they're probably better off not being in the fa cup if oh, they want to survive um because they've got the points deduction threat as well hanging over them right uh in the next couple of weeks there's going to be some decision on that yeah. And that's it couldn't come at a worse time for them either because they're struggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they're um now that Evan have got their extra four points. Um they didn't have before. Uh yeah, Forest are are they ninth uh seventeenth? Uh we can I check. Think, I think they're seventeenth. They are indeed. Yeah, four yeah. Points, four points above the drop zone. So so I think part Luton has Luton has a game in hand too. I think parts of our fear are playing there because I think we'll have fear. I think we'll talk about this, right? In every we find demons at every other game we play the rest mm. of the season. Part of the fear, I think, of going there is that we did not look very good when we went there. Although it should be said, when we did lose later last year, that was a seven thirty kickoff after we had played a league game on the I think the preceding Wednesday, and we played City on the Sunday before. So, uh, on you know, and to your point, this was not a team that looked as resilient anywhere near as resilient as this team looks now no I, I, again I don't I don't think that them going up early is would be a death knell for us because like that the five subs and how Klopp has how Klopp has used it and in, in conjunction with how some of these guys that we didn't think were going to show up have absolutely showed up and stood on their heads it's it, it's 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 it, we're kind of relentless the way we, the way that we go about doing business it's just Watching someone turn a screw slowly until something goes pop. Yeah. So hard one to predict, right? Because we don't know. I mean, I I wasn't even going to talk about like what team do you think he'll pick? Because we don't know how many of the people are available, right? I mean, you know, you talked about Endo. I'm not sure if he's available. Gravenberg, we know, is not available. Sobersly, apparently, was mad he didn't play last weekend. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and, and as we said, Darwin. Uh, Salah might be the uh, the wild card uh, in terms of availability, but so if you had to kind of come up with a prediction for this one, what what, what would it be? And, and caveat it all you like. You know. Well, that's I, I think that's what I was talking about before. I think that 
it'll probably be Ubu and, and Verge because Verge got 45, so he, he, he get, that's quote unquote rested him. Ibu yeah. got like a half. Well, how, how, long, how long was he? He got a half. half so, yeah, they split, yeah, the, yeah. split the game, yeah. So that'll be your first, that'll be your center, center, central defense pairing. Uh, Robertson will probably come back in, Keller, obviously. And I, I, my, I'd suggest that he'd probably start Bradley with an eye of maybe giving Gomez um, the, the 30, 40 minutes at the, at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, of, of who we know, we kind of think is available, I'd probably be Endo McAllister. And it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't use Bobby Clark again. Um, just to be like kind of to to get to get close to Endo. Um, and if Sobos lies, fit. I I think that he might get like a little. He'll get time at the end of the game. I don't think you'll throw him in because that, that you'll be cold at that point. And then up front, um, again with who who's available, he might have to ask Gakpo to go again. He might have to ask Harvey Elliott to go again, and Luis Diaz. Well, Diaz, yeah, Diaz had uh, did not play, so you would think he was a he was a shoe in. Um, but you're right; it depends on who else is available. I, I, I say the fact he gave Elliott all those minutes. I mean, is, is that did he think he didn't have an alternative, or does he know that one someone's else, coming back? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what do you think? Um, you, you said going to be a tough one. I think it might be close. I mean, they've they've. Um, that they've been down in a bunch of games. Like they conceded four against Villa. I think they were three nil down at one point and brought it back to three two against our Arsenal. It was three two in the end. That was not supposed to be a close game. Yeah, I, I, they're no mugs. Don't give, I, I think that the the league position belies what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Um, and any any game against Liverpool is a cup final, so they might they might look at it as such. But I I, I just think they will have too much for them. I think it'll probably be two or three one. I don't think we'll stop them from scoring, but I think it'll. I think we'll. I think we'll eventually just. We'll we'll eventually get get the result. So two or three. I'll go, I'll go three one. We do some seem to find it very easy once we get going to score goals. Right, three four is not an unusual scoreline for us. So I I feel feel of the same mind. Um, however, if you tell me on Saturday morning there's no Sobosly, uh, Salah, and, and no Darwin, uh, I might. Be like this might this, this might be close to take that three and turn it into a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, so that's Forest. Um, be really good to to win that one and then be again five points ahead of uh, uh four points ahead of City and five points ahead of Arsenal. Don't expect Arsenal um to uh, lose anything this weekend. They're playing away at Sheffield United, who conceded. Concede, I mean, to Arsenal are scoring lots of goals. Sheffield United have conceded the most goals in the Premier League, and it's it, it, like it's historic uh, the amount of goals mm. they've conceded. Um, so, if I haven't said that, probably be a draw. Um, but the, the, <laughs> the interesting one, uh, more likely five nil. Um, the interesting one, I think, is the Manchester derby, uh, and and on paper this should be easy for City, but but I, I kind of just wonder whether you know, Ten Hag does not need a beating here right after losing a home to uh, to to Fulham. I wonder whether he goes kind of full like the 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 backs to the wall effort that they they put together at Anfield um, with you know what five man defence like four man locked in front of those and and maybe you know a lone lone striker. Uh, uh, I know City will score five in the first ten minutes, but if they don't. Uh, I do wonder whether. I think City. I think City will swap them aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I think some there was there was rumours that Bruno might be carrying a knock after the game yesterday. He was hobbling on the way out the building after that well, after that the challenge against Fulham. I think wasn't it? Yeah. All I'd say is uh, he did not play against us, right? Because he was suspended. They were much more solid without they him. Were. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I think I think that that help that helps the case that they can sit ten men behind the ball and hope to to to, to do something on the break. Yeah, because Hoyland almost scored on the break against us. That was like towards the end of the game. Remember they? they yep. Put it through and he got got on the end of it. He did. Good. Yeah, and he's obviously not available for them, um, which means they don't really have anybody. I don't know if you saw the Fulham game, they were pretty awful. They've they were looked awful all season. Yeah. 
Well, uh, so people are saying, oh, well, that was disappointing after the good run. If you look at the underlying numbers in the good run, they've been lucky to win pretty much most of the matches they played. Um, including, I think, the City game, the other, uh, sorry, the, the Nottingham Forest game the other night. Okay. A um, couple of words about Europe. Sure, Sparta Prague. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't know anything about Sparta Prague. Do you know anything about Sparta Prague? Not much, but I. So I think I was listening to the rap, and they're talking about like how they might approach. Even though this is a knockout game, they might approach it like they did some of the the lesser teams that we played in in in, in the group stages, okay. and maybe go kid, maybe go academy kid heavy. At least there. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that 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 run that run is is incredible. That's Sparta Prague, City, United in the Cup, and yeah. and then Sparta Prague again. So it's like there's, it's 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 a heck a heck of a run. Yeah, Sparta Prague. Then we on the Thursday. Then we play City on the Sunday. Then we play Sparta again the following Thursday, and then we play United in the FA Cup on the Saturday. I think that will be the Sunday, the United game. No, they're saying it's well. It's, it's pushed us. It's showing us Saturday, March sixteenth. Yeah. If you if you look at the Liverpool site, it's not. There's no time uh, allocated to it. Okay. Uh, and I know this because I had this conversation today with um, the the people who run uh, the pub <laughs> that we watch the matches at, and because I said to them, "Oh, the game's on the 16th and like it's an Irish pub, just to be clear. And they're like, "We've got Irish bands coming to play on the sixteenth. What's going on?" So then I went to Liverpool site, and on the Liverpool site, it's still saying it's to be confirmed. It's, I think it's very unlikely they're going to play us on Saturday if we're playing Thursday, on right? Thursday, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and what did strike me to your point about like going, you know, going light on the first leg is that there are then what it's it's four days after the City game before the uh, the second leg, which mm. which gives you know at least one. Give time like the kind of recovery time that a Klopp is 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 okay with, and there's no travel either because it's at home. Second right. legs at home, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's not like going to United is, you know, that that bigger deal in terms of travel. Again, I I know it's against. So we've had these conversations before about what how Klopp's going to approach games of this of this type. Mm -hmm. It's a cup competition that's he's not going to put as much importance on. However, it's against the old enemy. Yeah. So, and he's got he's he's gonna he's gonna want to to show up for that. So, uh, to be honest, I'd be okay with him doing something similar that he did against he, he did against Southampton. Yeah. Let the, let the kids take a, let the academy kids take a, a run at it. I think if he's taking that bigger risk against Southampton, which which you know clearly there was quite a risk with that selection. I don't know if he'll. he'll I think it'll depend a lot on who's available. Right. It's right mm -hmm. before the international break. Um. So you know maybe. <laughs> maybe he can play people, you know, and then suddenly they have uh, some two-week injury, um, so they won't have to go away on the international breaks. Uh, fingers crossed. So uh, just a quick, uh, really, really, really shallow dive, like hitting my head on the bottom shallow dive. Uh, the top of the top of the log and in, in, in the Czech league. Yeah, um, having played twenty-two games. Looking, looking through again. This, this is not. I, I mean, no disrespect to them. I just, I don't recognize anyone on their team. No, at, at all. I think it's fair to say the time when Sparta Prague were a force was probably pre uh, Berlin Wall coming down. Uh, and... <laughs> I just saw some wavy lines appear in front of me there. You know, back in time, that for because uh, I, 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 they, they they were a name, Sparta Prague. Mm -hmm. uh, were they as big a name as Dukla Prague? Dukla Prague no longer exists, do they? I don't think they do. I, I, so, so this is complete rabbit hole I'm going down here. I think one of these teams, one of the teams in Prague, was basically like a team of the government, and, um, and at least one of them wasn't. And I'm thinking that Sparta Prague was one of the wasn'ts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Slavia Prague and Sparta Prague are one and two in uh, the league. What, what whatever happened to Dukla Prague? I, uh, and I don't know if you ever heard, have you ever heard of them. No, okay, I can honestly say uh, that. See, so so the reason in my mind <laughs> they're super famous is because uh, Half Man Half Biscuit had a song called "All the One for Christmas Is a Dukla Prague Away Kit," um, <laughs> particularly funny song. Uh, oh, it turns out Dukla Prague are in the second division now. So they're still they're still kicking about. Apparently they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What happened to Duke of Prague, says Wikipedia? Uh, oh, apparently. They're not the legal successor to Duke of Prague. They merged with somebody else to become, become another team. This is a brand new team, not the original. Anyway, well, let's come back from the rabbit hole. Um, well, they, yeah. they beat Galatasaray. That is what I saw, yes. Yes. So, yeah. And they, they, they did it handily at home. What score? That was 4 1. They lost 3 2 in the away fixture, and then at home, they beat them 4 1. That is interesting because um, didn't Galatasaray, did they drew with United twice, did they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there was, that was one of the reasons that United didn't, didn't make it out of the, out of the group stages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, that is of itself says, you know, maybe, maybe they're better than anyone who played in the group stages, um, you know, USG or um, Toulouse or, mm -hmm. or Lask. Every time I say Lask, that chant that those fans did again and again and again is still stuck in my head. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. They actually beat they actually beat United and then then the first and the first leg and then tied the second leg. Oh, that's right. They got a penalty, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't. I, I think we should give them all due respect. Again, it's it's a knockout competition, and and, and in terms of importance, I think it's going to be League, Europa League, other. Yeah. So. Uh, if he's and again, like he's he could be using this as a as a ground to get guys back into fitness too. Some of the guys that are coming back. So every opportunity that's that he takes it very seriously. Yeah, I know yeah. that there's been some 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 uh, some some outfits have suggested that that he, that he might he might do something similar to what he was doing in the group stages, and let the let the youngins let the youngins free. Well, I mean, I think there were two different approaches, right? I think when he played Lask, we did make changes. I think we had Bradley, for example, was at right back. But the team he put out at his Union San Gilwa, were there like seven academy players? Yeah, I mean, that, that was, a, yeah, that was. So there's there's different levels of what you could do. And I, I feel like you're guaranteeing to lose if you pick that team he played against uh, Union San Gilwa. Um mm. Because they just had no time in the field together. You need yeah. to have some kind of connections. Well, that's uh, what I, was, I just I was saying earlier. Like you can see now that the the chemistry is starting to develop on its own. Like and then yeah. he's had many iterations of midfields, specifically midfields, and and not top two, but midfields. Like he's been forced to, in many cases, tinker with it. And I'm sure it was probably like less less against his will than it was like willfully. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I think I, th I think he'll 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 give it all due respect, and then he'll probably like against United, he'll probably do more of the same against Southampton. I think he'll have more first team players in there, but with maybe an eye to to, to letting some of the kids play, depending on how how the game's going. Hundred percent agree, uh, and I think a lot a lot will depend just on uh, like how quickly people are going to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, as to, as to kind of how he'll fill those gaps. But I think what we do know for sure is um, uh, Jane Dans is probably going to appear in both the mm -hmm. uh, the United game away and uh, for sure the Sparta Prague uh, games. Um, let's let's leave it there. Um, we'll be back sometime next week. Certainly we'll have a review of the Forest game. I suspect we will be back before we play the first of the Sparta Prague games. Uh, Daz, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H Y P E N O T I C. Thanks so much to them.